Welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, where we bring you insights into everyday human behavior and help you to change your habits, change your life and transform yourself. I'm your host and brother, Ibrahim Salaman, the Human Habit Guy, a street scientist in the school of everyday life. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. All praise and thanks to you to Allah. Hi everyone. I hope you are good and well in good health and imam of faith, inshallah. And in today's episode, we have a very, very special guest and a dear brother, Majid Majid, also known as Majid, eh, Majid, <laughs> mashallah. And he is the first Somalian and the youngest ever in the history of Sheffield and to become a mayor and the first Green Party councillor to also hold that role. And mashallah, he's an inspirational person, a role model to a lot of people in the city. So today was a special and honour to have him on the podcast. And mashallah, I'm really grateful. And alhamdulillah, and thanks to him as well for making it happen. And he's also an author and the funder of a company called Union Justice, which we'll ask about him and, and we'll ask talk about his books and we'll be picking his brain for his knowledge, wisdom and experience and what's got him to where he is today, mashallah. So without further ado, imagine, imagine, welcome bro. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. No brother, jazakallah khair and it's a real pleasure and honour to be joining you and, and being a guest on the wonderful podcast. And inshallah, it'll be of some benefit to and some of the listeners, inshallah. But no, I'm, I'm really excited to be here and, and hopefully we'll get stuck right in, inshallah. And I really appreciate you, like I said, and thanks for coming. And definitely people will benefit, mashallah, don't worry. <laughs> they will benefit, mashallah. And they say your life today is because of your thinking yesterday and your life tomorrow will be because of your thinking today. So if you can take us back, into when you first came to England as a young kid and started the journey. Yeah, subhanAllah, it was uh, like many migrants. I was five years old at the time, so I was quite young and quite oblivious and reckless. And Alhamdulillah, it was, um, we came to Sheffield, could have been anywhere, but we decided to come to Sheffield. Alhamdulillah, Sheffield's got lots of Muslims, lots of Somalis, lots of and Yemeni is Pakistan so it wasn't it, it was okay for us to adapt and of course coming to a country where you don't speak the language is always tricky and me and my sister we obviously we, we took up extra responsibilities other children our age at the time didn't take up like translating from for, uh, for my mother and you know, alhamdulillah it was fine it was exciting and like I said we were fortunate enough to move into a community that spoke lots of languages so we didn't really stick out as much kind of especially when you're young you don't language isn't such a thing like it's not a barrier to playing football or kirby or anything like that yeah so yeah and because of other people being yeah, there fitting in yeah like, it was it was it was exciting yeah mashallah so when, when you when you what did you want it to be when you were a little kid Allah, I never really. <laughs> and at one point, I wanted to be an astronaut because I really like space. Like, he, I really wasn't sure, and I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 but, yeah. Um, it's, 
but yeah, I've always been ambitious. I've always been, I've always been a dreamer. I've always kind of, some people say I had my heads in the clouds, but um, I've always someone that would always push themselves, and I was comfortable in um, going down the less beaten track and making decisions for myself, even if that meant it's not being done before. And so, like, yeah, it's it's. For me, it's always been as long as I felt like I was having a positive contribution to others. Alhamdulillah, I felt content. Yeah. So did you get that? And that itself is a good habit. Like to, uh, when did you develop that ability or willingness to make a positive contribute? And what made you want to do I that? I really don't know. Yeah. Is the honest answer? Yeah. But, um, so you kind of stumbled up yeah, on it. Yeah, just stumbled upon it. Like I've always just wanted to. I've always wanted to be myself, and I've always wanted to do interesting things and. I knew I couldn't see myself doing the same job all the time, every time. I couldn't do that. Yeah. And I knew that I want that I enjoyed being around people. Um, and I was always a risk taker. I always took risks on everything. Uh, sometimes it paid off, sometimes it didn't. But I'll always <laughs> yeah. push myself out of my comfort zone to kind of really see what happens. Yeah. Was there somebody who inspired you of like any books or films or somebody in your family or somebody you know what? to take the risk because you know to develop that courage and the braveness to, to try something new was that naturally would, do you think do that's you, Ilaha give you that? Do you, or do you well that's a good question because yeah. it's people always ask me simple questions like this and I can't pinpoint it down to it's not it's not like I read a specific book that changed yeah. my life or Specific. I didn't have any like specific role model, whatever. Yeah. But it was just like natural inclination. I just wanted to kind of just. It was just how I. I don't know. Maybe it's how I was designed. Yeah. <laughs> if <laughs> like it's not. It's, yeah. Probably Ilahi. Because sometimes yeah. Ilahi, you know, I yeah. tell people like sometimes we all got like a unique and gifts, you know, yeah. and some people uh now everybody has got a gift, a strength, and weaknesses. Sah. So sometimes our strengths. If we discover them early, that's good. good. So if or if you notice it, like you you, you notice yeah. it, for example, when did you, for example, do you remember when you thought you couldn't see yourself doing the same job? What oh, made you? Well, yeah. Think, you yeah. know, and you know what? I always had this underlying belief that things will work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just was like, so you know, even like when like friends and people were stressing about GCSE, I'm like, it'll work out somehow because I believed in myself yeah I really believed in myself kind yeah. of thing and of course like you said Allah gives you gifts and he also gives you deficits like yeah yeah we're not, we're like there's countless things I wish I was good at yeah. kind of thing which other people Allah are really, really good at but and then yeah it's just like like you said it's just acknowledging your strengths mm. but like you know it's always just had this feeling that it's I just believed in myself and yeah. like things will work out somehow and people like it's like it, it was a trait that even people knew me for from young age. Oh, things will just work out for you. They always seem to work out for you. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of like your risk is written even before you're born. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but at the same time, it's it's not like all happy days kind of thing. There's lots of challenges. There's lots of fitting out. There's lots of tests that kind of come along, yeah. along the way as well. Yeah, so, so yeah, so from a, so from so you kind of like discovered that you there's few things you discovered your strengths and you started leveraging them. Like for example, taking boldness, like boldness, bravery. Yeah, you just start taking risks, and you came like you said, you became comfortable. Yeah, from even like when all my friends were going to one college, I decided to go to one the other side. Yeah. So I, was, I was just like <laughs> I was happy just to do things differently, even yeah. though it was. People thought I was a bit silly or crazy or whatever kind of thing. Just, and you were happy because you felt yeah, comfortable. I was yeah. excited. I was yeah. like a new adventure. Like it was, yeah. 
like I always enjoy doing things I've never done before, being in certain environments I've not been in before, kind of thing, just to really push myself. So, so you've got a habit. I'm being a habit guy. That's what, of course I would say. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like you've got a habit of like stepping out of your comfort zone deliberately. Yeah, would 100%. you say that? Yeah, you deliberately push yourself. Of course, sometimes I even I get stuck in my own comfort zone. Right? Yeah. Oh no, it's just nice. But for some reason, yeah, it's, I just always push myself out of my comfort. Zone. You know, the first time we ever met, do you remember? Was it the marathon? <laughs> What year was that? That was 2010. Do you know what was really funny? Yeah. <laughs> it shifted half marathon. You know, I never used to train for the half marathon. I know you told me. So, do you know what I used to do? Like, once yeah. I saw Katish, I just used to wake up, yeah? Yeah. And I just used to love that. I don't know if I can get away with it now, but I'm sure. I used to, like... So, do you know what my thing used to be was? Yeah. I used to sneak my way to the front. You know where the elite athletes are? Yeah, like, yeah. And when the gun goes off, dush. Yeah. I used to sprint. Yeah. So I used to lead. I used to lead. So I used to like, out of Don Valley Stadium, I used to kind of lead. And all the pictures of the cameras, it looks like, who's this guy who sprint started and leading the And of course, as soon as we got out of the stadium, there was a bench where she used to sit down and like, <laughs> catch my breath and then like, just jump back in. And then everyone like, what happened? You were doing so well. I'm like, I was sprinting. Like, you can't sprint a marathon. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, that was a half marathon. But, mashallah, yeah. I saw that you were in the burn grief. You went on to do the German marathon. Berlin yeah. marathon. Do you know what? That I, was interesting. Like, do you know what, like, my friends, where they are, like, they used to think, why put yourself... Because even the Berlin one, right? Yeah. I didn't train for the Berlin one. I that was 26 I, miles as well. Yeah. Yeah. Forward, yeah. But do you know the interesting thing is, like, since then, I've done three marathons. Mashallah, yeah. So, I did the... Um, there was one that I trained for. Yeah. Which one? 2017 London Marathon. Yeah. Right? And for that one, bear in mind, I did like a couple of weeks. I did about seven weeks training. Yeah. Right? Normally, they advise you to do 16 weeks, right? Yeah. So, I did seven weeks training and I thought to myself, and all my training was on a treadmill. Because yeah. I actually hate running. I didn't want to run outside in the cold. Yeah. <laughs> but Alhamdulillah, so I, I wanted to get less than four hours. Yeah. And I did it in three hours and 49. That's good, Masha. And, and then... Two years later, 2019, I did the London Marathon again. Yeah. No training. I did it in six hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, life was so painful. Yeah. Like, Do you know what? It was just, I just kept getting cramped. Were you and I kept money? stopping for every half yeah. a mile. I'll stop to get like a physio. Yeah. I was eating ice cream during the marathon. Do you know when you know you're just giving up? Yeah. And I'm just enjoying the marathon, but I'm just in pain at the same time. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's I vowed never to do another marathon again. Yeah. But like in there's a part of me, it's like I did a couple of weeks training and I did it in three hours and forty nine minutes. If I was to do a proper training session, I could do it in less than three hours. Yeah, you know that, innit? Yeah. So were you raising money for for charities as well? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only one of them I was raising money for charity because I got lucky. It's really hard to get into the marathon. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was gonna say it's yeah. Through the ballot system, so I was yeah. really, really lucky. Yeah. So um, first time I just fundraised for some local charities and stuff, but um, but yeah, it's just I just I've always I like to push my I always like to push my body. Yeah, it's more mentally. It's more like mental. Yeah, challenging yourself, isn't it? even yeah. though like you said, because because that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Deliberately pushing yourself. Out Do you know sometimes as well? Like, you've got no plan, mm. and most of the time you say Bismillah, you used to do it, and then whatever happens, God Allah, God yeah. But, so it's a challenge for you just to see if you could do it and to push yeah, yourself. Yeah, and also it's just, there is a, always a real sense of satisfaction at the end of just completing it. Yeah, yeah. man, yeah. 
And while I was always, I was inclined to a long distance running long before, but then those years I started changing. That's when I was quitting some several bad habits and I replaced them like the wrong crowd of friends. So I instead I stopped going and hanging out with the wrong crowd of friends. Then I started in training. So I occupied myself with like, you know, training for running like too. Yeah, because yeah, I always yeah. loved running anyway from a young age. Yeah. So even, so that's why I got into the habit of running and training. So as a challenge, I did the, in Sheffield, half marathon and that's the first time we ever met that's yeah. the first time I ever met then I saw you also do in Kilimanjaro as well tell us yeah. about that <laughs> do you know this one thing on the run right do you know that why I believe in the treadmill works yeah. right if you were to see my split times yeah it was the same pace can you imagine doing the same pace for 26 miles yeah all of it exactly the same pace yeah and that was because when I run the treadmill I set the pace yeah. and I just don't get off it yeah so when it came to the marathon I was able to keep that pace yeah and just not kind of slow down yeah but yeah so I always when I was I've always been I was always fascinated with mountains and I really had this dream where I wanted to climb the seven summits yeah which is the highest mountain in each continent yeah so I did a, I took, before uni, I did a, I, did, I worked six months at a Next warehouse, Next distribution centre mm. in Swathapundern, which is between, which is a bit past Rotherham. But, um, so I saved up some money and I did a two and a half week Alpine, Alpine mountaineering course in the Swiss Alps. Mm. And that was amazing. It's a lot more dangerous in Kilimanjaro because it's a lot more exposed yeah. you have to use like ice axes crampons even before they teach a crevasse rescue because you can fall into a crevasse it was just madness but it was beautiful but really dangerous mm. kind of thing whereas Kilimanjaro is just high Brunti I know honestly it's just a it's just a big hill that you climb right? yeah that's the way you saw it <laughs> yeah but so I was like okay Alhamdulillah sorry. but at the same time it was expensive so mm. one way to get around the cost was I took Every bit of equipment I needed with me, mm. everything I took with me. Mm. I then went to the village Moshi next to Kilimanjaro yeah. to find somebody who'd done it before. And I found someone, and me and him got the food together, and then we climbed up together. Okay, so you actually went there, yeah, and he found a local yeah, guide, okay, like yeah, that. instead of going or booking it online or nah. So I literally paid with my own money, yeah, and, and, and on the gate kind of thing, yeah. So it was, um. Yeah, it was just a shoestring cheap way of doing it. So I was like, I did a Kilimanjaro, I was like, Alhamdulillah, I did it, yeah. And then I was then I realised it was a very expensive habit I couldn't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> the seven, the seven, yeah. yeah. So I've only done one out of the seven. You know, and you know, recently I had this professor write to me, yeah, on, from the podcast, and she was like encouraged, she's doing a keep up with good work. And then she told me she wrote a book, and I said, oh, can I get your book? She sent me the book, lovely lady. And she and she's and you know like signed it. But what was interesting was I was reading a book recently, and she also has a habit of climbing mountains. And she was saying as well, like you, she wanted to climb the seven summits. summits. She said she she changed her mind. She was saying that if your goal is that, you can always change your goals. That's what she's saying. And she was saying it costs like two hundred thousand. I tell you how much Everest dollars, costs. Yeah. Everest costs at least £60,000. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So she was saying that the total cost yeah, of the yeah, seven yeah. would have been like a quarter of a million pounds. Yeah. And that's why yeah. now I remember she also... But what she did was she changed her mind about climbing those specific ones. But she's climbed other ones like Kilimanjaro. But not only Kilimanjaro. but So she likes travelling 
and you know like she would go maybe Mexico or different countries or different yeah. and climb the particular mountains or even she's saying in New York alone where she lives there's like X amounts of high mountains so yeah. she or the goal of the that she was saying you can always change your mind that was her goal but then she's changed of heart basically do you know what I mean mm-hmm. but the, the point I'm trying to say was the cost that one that's when I realized wow yeah. the cost 60 <laughs> so it's an expensive habit like you said yeah, before so it was... yeah but okay just want to say as well was that did you do that in your gap year because you just mentioned did you have a gap year or was that yeah it took a year yeah. before I went to university yeah and is that when, is this when you were squeezing yeah, all this stuff in yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> basically yeah like traveling so. traveling there and so. and then when you is that when you came back you went to Hall in it I know you went to Hall yeah game. I went to Hall University and then from uh, yeah I went to university Were you studying like what was I studied passion? aquatic zoology. Were you into was that your passion interest? Or? And at the time, I was doing lots of scuba diving as well. Yeah. So it was something I was just interested. I always knew it wasn't something I was going to pursue as a career or anything. Yeah. It was just something I was interested at the time. So I ended up studying it. Finished. And, and then, yeah. So then, yeah. So it was sort of that whole. And then it was after that. Me and two friends set up a digital marketing company. Yeah. at the enterprise center of the university and then did that for a bit and then I well we all parted ways like amicably and then yeah. um, I moved back to Sheffield and I was working for and then if you know the housing charity called Shelter yeah and the homeless the homeless they work for homeless yeah not just a ha- housing, oh, housing issue house, you don't have to be homeless to yeah. uh, receive help but it's to prevent homelessness to begin with yeah But um, but yeah, they're a national housing check. They the main base is London, but the the second one's in Sheffield. So they do lots of stuff. Yes, yeah, so I was working with them for a while, and then decided to um, get involved in what was happening locally. Yeah, would you say? And uh, when did you first become interested in politics, and why? Because I think maybe in Hull you were helping at some issues. I remember yeah, reading something. Yeah, when, when I was at Hull Uni, I was quite. I used to was you the president of? Did you become a president yeah, there? Yeah. So initially, I founded. I set up the MMA club. So I set up a sports club. Uh, fighting like the MMA yeah, wrestling and fighting. Yeah, yeah. And, and mixed martial arts club at University of Hull. Yeah. And from there, I was like wanted to get better sports provision and stuff, and then that. I found out about the students' union, the role that it plays. Got more active and involved with that, and then decided to start a student union president. Did you win it? You yeah, 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 yeah. Alhamdulillah. In that, so that in in hall, you were the whole student. Yeah, whole student union president. Now, yeah. and then, um, but even then, I wasn't involved in politics. It was, there no, was, but I'm saying, I remember I was reading I was, something that you helped that you saw some issues and you were so. Yeah, this then, is what it was. I like there was issues I cared about. Like I knew I wanted to eradicate the hidden cost, cost of university fees, stand up for free education, all these sort of things. But it wasn't like your political, party political thing yeah. that I came afterwards kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, so I was involved with that university and then I moved to Sheffield and that's when I was like, for example, got involved in saving the local library from closing down. That's when I joined the Green Party and, and then decided... Like who makes local decisions in Sheffield? Found out it was the councillors, and then it just got to a point where I just realised I couldn't keep on asking the wrong people to do the right thing. So I decided I was going to stand myself as a candidate. Yeah, and I got and got elected as a councillor. You know the real sad thing is as well. I'll be honest with you, Somalis have been in Sheffield for so long and have contributed so much. Right, 
it was for me it's not an honor to be the first Somali counselor I'm like it's a shame that it's taken this long uh, but also as well I'm going to say most Somalis vote for Labour right <laughs> my family included so people just vote for, for Labour right and it was just interesting that um, being a candidate where I lived and being elected and of course it was a real big achievement then as well Inshallah, and then um, and then one thing led to and then the opportunity to Lord made and I put myself forward then that was a great opportunity just because it was being the first season of the city but also then you had the kind of council business side that had its challenges, and then another interesting thing was is when I stood and uh, in the election to be the member of European Parliament in Yorkshire and Humber two thousand nineteen. Was that the last thing you've recently was that? No yeah, so I stood in the two thousand. Alhamdulillah, I got elected. But whereas I was as mayor of Sheffield, I was only representing Sheffield. This one, I was representing all of Yorkshire and the Humber yeah. in the European Parliament in Brussels in Belgium. So then I lived in Brussels in Belgium for a while. How long was you there? How long were you living there? For about nearly a year, yeah. kind of thing. And then Brexit happened, and I moved back last year, March. Okay, yeah. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Guys, that's it for today's episode. Inshallah, we'll continue with our conversation and discussion with our dear brother, Majid Majid, in next week's episode. Inshallah. And please do remember... That the habits of the heart, habits of the mind, habits of the soul and the habits of the body do matter. They shape our existing and our future in this life and the year after. And you don't decide your future, you decide your habits and your habits will decide your future. Please always keep that in mind and please if you found this beneficial, do me a favour and share it with family and friends. And until the next episode, inshallah, take care and I wish you success in this life and the year after. And I ask Allah to give us all. ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار Oh Allah, give us good in this life and day after and safeguard us from the punishment of the hellfire Ameen Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh